Welcome back to another episode of the Company We Keep podcast. I am your host, Jason Pearl. This is a podcast for everyday business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders who want to think differently about growth, think differently about success, and achieve better balance in both business and in life. This episode and every episode of season three is sponsored by John McDonald and Harbortown Financial Group. John and his firm work with individuals, families, and small businesses to build customized financial plans using their holistic goal-based approach. You want to contact John and his firm. All the details will be in the show notes on my website under the podcast tab. Today, we're lucky enough to actually have our sponsor join us. John McDonald is going to be the guest today. He's going to talk a little bit about his holistic approach, but most importantly, he's going to talk about how his profession and how his personal life inform success. I think you're going to love the episode. He's got a lot of great little nuggets that I'd love for you guys to write down. I know I wrote down a few of them. All of the things that have made John successful and make him great at his profession are always informed by his heart and his personal life. So without further ado, I want to switch it over to John McDonald and our conversation that we had. I think you're going to love it. So tune in now. All right. Hey, everybody. Super excited to have a special guest on today with us. John McDonald is a good friend of mine and also a sponsor of this episode and every episode of season three. John, super excited to have you. Welcome to the show. Jay, thank you very much. I appreciate your time here this morning and having me on here. Looking yeah, absolutely. To- absolutely. John is not only a really good friend of mine, but he's also a talented and super successful financial advisor with the Harbortown Financial Group here in Buffalo, New York. John and I have worked together for a long time, and we have built a solid friendship, and we're super excited to have you on today. But John has had many successes in his life, but none more important than his. John is super proud of his family. He's a faithful husband to his wife, Tara, for 16 years. When you look at John, you wouldn't think he'd be married for 16 years. He's got, he's a young looking gentleman, but uh, he's been married to Tara for 16 years. And he's a father to two boys, AJ, who's 11, and Aiden, who is eight. So not only is he a very busy professional, but he has quite a busy family life as well. And that's what we love to talk about here on the Company We Keep podcast, the importance of being good in business, but also making sure that you create that level of balance in your family, balance in your home. And that's what it's all about because we can make all the money we want in the world. But if that, if our house, and I talk about head, heart and house, if our house is out of line, everything else becomes out of line. So you're a great example of that, John, and super excited for my listeners to get to know you and understand a little more about you. So again, thanks for joining. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And again, we're recording here during the Christmas season, right? So this is middle of December. John, before we get into some of the meat of the questions, you know, What's going on in the McDonald household right now? Is Are the kids excited about Christmas? Give us a little insight, a little peek into what happens in the McDonald house on a day-to-day basis. It's an Amazon factory. Every day <laughs> I look outside, Jay, I've got Amazon trucks pulling up, which is pretty wild, right? 10 years ago, we weren't buying stuff online like we are right now, but it's exciting. Every weekend, there's Christmas activities like this past weekend, right? We saw you at the church where your wife put on yeah. that event. It was great. We're out there having hot chocolate, singing, having a good time. Kids are pumped up. My eight-year-old is so excited, Elf on the Shelf. AJ, who's 11, is all about technology, and it's fun, and really a good time. As we transition over to talk about some of the things that you do professionally, because I think there's a lot of our listeners that are going to really be interested in what you have to say about some of those things. But obviously, you're a financial advisor, right? We talked about that. We're not going to talk about the, the brass tacks and the ins and outs of like, 
how you make plans and things like that. We're just going to talk about kind of overall business. One of the questions that that I think even I have as, as one of your good friends here is that you're in the profession of managing other people's money. Yep. And that seems like a super stressful type of situation, especially in a, a market like we have today where there's so much you know, political unrest, uncertainty, COVID, all of those things. Uh, I got to imagine that's stressful. Tell me what made you want to get into the business and how you're able to manage that stress. Yes. Let me give you a background on how I get into it. My first eight years after college, I worked at a local bank here on the audit and compliance side of investment. I was like the policeman at the time watching what guys like me today were doing. And what I found was that a lot of advisors were just a glorified salesperson. They pitched products on people, call me if you need me. And that's when I said, you know what? I want to get on this side of the house. About 10 years ago, I said, I want to start looking out there where I can join somewhere, partner up, and mm-hmm. really build a full financial planning practice where I could sit down with an individual, family, small business, and educate them on different goals that they have. Now, coming into it, I had a lot of buddies say, just what you said, Jake, it's going to be stressful. And you're going to find out you're not just dealing with money, you're dealing with people, right? right. And what mom was, Everybody thinks different when it comes to money. You have some people that they've never had much. So even a thousand dollars to them, that is like a life savings. Mm-hmm. Other people just know different mindset around it. Sure. When I got into planning, something that I had to work on personally was that realizing that a skill that I had to get really good in was using my two ears in proportion to my one mouth and listen and really listen to my clients to find out where they that. were coming from. And educate them on the different factors in the market and letting them know their money will be moving up and down. Mm -hmm. And then I really had to get good at learning about history because history does repeat itself. We're all humans and we're flawed. And the finances are (laughs) because they're going to go up. But then political turmoil, people will do certain things which will bring the market down. Mm Mm-hmm. But in my financial planning practice, my goal was to always be in constant communication with my clients to educate them on what was going on. And what I found was the more I could communicate with them, the less stressful it was for me because I could lay my head down at night and say, you know what? I talk to the Smith family on a regular basis. I've been educating them on some things that are taking place today and some things that may potentially take place. So I set them up to help them understand that this is normal. If I go back to when COVID hit beginning of last year, we all saw it. We're all in it in the financial markets. It was crazy at that time. But the one night when it was dropping, I said, you know what? Instead of worrying about my clients calling me, I'm going to call every single client. Now I have right now 400 plus clients. Okay. And what I did was I said, all right, every day, I'm just going to chip away at this. And I just kept calling right down the list. Every single client, it could have been a two-minute call, could have been a 20-minute phone call. What I found was by me doing that, they knew that, hey, John's truly there. And if, if they need me, they could call me. But to help alleviate that stress, it was me communicating with them, which really helped keep my stress levels down. Because Absolutely. a lot of times we find out that our thoughts are you know, the, are just the enemy in our mind, right? Where the things that we're thinking our clients are thinking, a lot of times we're way off. We're making it worse than it is. Sure. 
Yeah. yeah. It's a really interesting point that we talk a lot about on this show. It's taking action and action over inaction will always win. So instead of you getting panicked calls when the market dropped, you actually took action and said, hey, listen, I see the same things you're seeing and we have a plan and here's what's going on and all that type of stuff. So I think that's really important because regardless of what type of profession you're in, when you're in a situation where you believe that the client that you're dealing with, again, regardless of the business, is going to have questions and is going to be unsettled or have some a bit of unrest, you should take action. And that's kind of customer service 101. But we live in a world where, where because there's so many things, we're reactive, right? You can get me here. You can text me here. You can call me here. But being active and taking that step is the difference, right? And it kind of rolls into the next question. Being really competitive in the marketplace of being an advisor and managing others' money. And there's a there's a, obviously a wide range of that. How do you find on a day-to-day basis that you set yourself apart from the other folks that are in your market and, and work for the co- competitors that are looking to take your clients away or you're looking to take their clients? Yeah, it really comes back to that holistic approach. I do really, I'll call it holistic planning because yes, we're talking their finances, but my goal all the time is to really become part of their family, part of that fabric. Where when I was on the audit side, what I found was most advisors, they would reach out to their clients and it was, yep, here is what the IRA is doing. Great rate of return. Are you happy? Great. Talk to you in a year. Where my approach is, how are your kids doing? How are your parents? Is there anything going on in life that, hey, maybe I can help you with? I find out, hey, my client's car broke down and they need a mechanic. Wait, go call my guy, right? Right. I want to be that straw that is helping them with their drink slash life and really helping them in all facets because money is only a piece. It's really a lubricant that helps us do stuff. Right. Yes, if I can help them with their finances, but then if I can help them with all areas of their life, now, what I found was in my practice, selfishly, I'm not just their financial advisor, I'm their life advisor, and they're very rarely will they leave me then as a client. Mm-hmm. What sets me apart is really doing that holistic approach and listening. I really come back to it again, really listening to what's going on. If I find out that their kid's sick or they have cancer, I'm big into putting notes on my calendar. I'm making notes December 26th, call Susie to find out how her surgery went on the 23rd. And I'm not doing that, hoping that I get a referral. I'm doing that just to be a good person. Yeah. And really help them with their life. Absolutely. And that's what I enjoy. Because the money part, money comes, money goes. Mm-hmm. I can help them with their whole life. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It doesn't go with you when you die, right? You know, where exactly. we're, we're going. You don't get to take it with you. There's a couple of things that you said there that I love and I don't want to miss. You said it earlier. You said using your senses in proportion. You've got two ears in one mouth. I love that because listening more than talking is how you're going to learn. And then you also said money's a lubricant to just doing other things in life. And it's such a great way to think about it because obviously those of us that have struggled financially before understand how important it is to have some level of means to operate. Yep. All right. But when you get past that, like, that kind of fight or flight or just like survival level of money, then you have to look at it as a lubricant, right? Like at what points in your life 
do you want to move faster? Do you want to move slower? And that probably depends on the lubricant. I love that. I've actually never heard that. And, and I think that's a great way to look at it. And again, this you and I have talked about this offline before, my method of head, heart, and house. Understanding what's going on in people's head, what's going on in their heart, what's happening in their household is holistically what you're doing. You're yeah. holistically looking at each one of those things because you want to understand like where they're going, what the profession is, how the money's coming in. You want to be intelligent about how things go, but you also want to understand what's in their heart, right? What portion of their money do they want to use for their heart posture, for giving back or for giving to the next generation and things of that nature. And then household, you don't want people investing with you and not having money in the back end and not being able to put food on the table. So you need to understand how that balances. So head, heart, house is something that goes and in, in, in transcends professional industries and any personal situations. So I love that you had said that. No, thank you so much. And you look at it, right? I don't care how you look at it. If yep. I look right now, why do you think City Mission mails out letters or different church organizations? There's truly a need out there. Yeah. And if people can get their, I'll call it financial household in order, they can help and bless those areas. Yep. And a Absolutely. lot of times it doesn't even matter the money that you make. It's never what you make. It's what you spend. Yep. So you could be a middle-class income family, but if you can find a way to live under your means, you can bless these ministries or different charities out there that truly need that money that could help them. Yeah, absolutely. So true. And it's, there's so many, to your point, there's just so many in need. You know? Yeah. And managing your money in an effective way is going to help you, like you said, bless others, which, which I think is great. Is there anything in business or in life, or as you would maybe consider a business or life hack that, that you find most people don't know about that, that you want to share with folks? So as far as the life side, get mentors. Background on myself, young 20s, I get invited to church, a local church in the area here, the chapel, I got invited there for coffee. And what's awesome was I left there and just the way God works, I got some awesome mentors. I met a gentleman who said, hey, come to a Bible study. Next thing you know, he's 20 years older than me. He's given me a Bible and he's introduced me to leadership books. John mm. Maxwell, Think and Grow Rich. And my mind went from here to here. I was blown away. I'm like, oh my gosh, no one ever showed me this stuff before. But then what I read in one of those books was they go, find mentors in your life where they don't even know they're mentoring you. And I, when I heard that, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, well, just look around at your church or family. Do you have anybody that you look up to as far as their marriage goes? And maybe find a way to take them out for a cup of coffee or just try and emulate what they're doing. One time I saw this gentleman in the Lockport, New York area, Western New York. He was selling real estate. And I'm like, well, how's this guy doing? And one day my buddies will do, why don't you just call him? I was so nervous and I reached out to Mr. Ulrich's office. I'm like, I was young, 20, 22 at the time. So we're talking 18, 19 years ago. I'm like, hey, Dave, I see your name all over the place. Can I get a cup of coffee? He's like, what are you trying to sell me? I go, no, seriously. I said, someone told me I should get a mentor. I'd like to come to your office and pick your brain. He goes, how about this? You come to my office, I'm giving you a cup of coffee. And it was awesome because I was able to sit there for an hour. He gave me some great golden nuggets about business. Mm -hmm. And so you said, Jay, take action. Yeah. That's what I learned from him at the age of whatever it was, 22, 23. His theme was, I just took action every single day. I view my business world, financial planning, to me, it's a game from the sense of, sense of how can I continue working on my craft to get yep. back? I was never great at sports, but I love looking at guys like Jordan, Kobe Bryant, right? These guys here, everybody sees what they've done. 
Nobody sees the struggles and pain they went through. Yep. You have Kobe at 18 years old going and going in the NBA. Next thing you know, he's playing 80 plus games a year. But you don't realize that guy trained three times harder than the guy next to him. Yep. What I found is in my financial planning world, business world, I truly enjoy working on my craft. And if I could continue working on it every single day, I'll get better than that next guy. Yep. Because if I get 1% better every week, that's 50 plus percent better for the year. Yeah. Now fast five, 10 years. The title of this podcast is The Company We Keep. And when you were talking about business and life hacks, you're talking about surrounding yourself with taking action. And if you don't have those people in your life, like you did with Dave Ulrich, right? You went and called him and said, I'd love to sit down with you. I want to learn from you. And now some people may say, hey, I'm not interested to mentor you, kid, or I am. But the fact of the matter is you took action. And when you looked around yourself, you didn't have that person in your circle and the company you kept. And you were like, you know what? I want to go out and find that. And I think it's one of the core reasons why I started this podcast is I wanted to introduce my audience to, to some of the way that I think and, and the way that other people that I keep company with, John McDonald, what they're doing to find success. Because what you'll find is the people that are successful in, their, in this life are doing a lot of the same things, right? And a lot of that, you can read every single book you want about doing the right things. It's the action that makes the difference. Yep. And I love that you talk about that. And it's clear in your life that you take action. And I think that's a great lesson for all of our listeners today is just how important it is to take action, audit what's going on in your life and in your business, and then take action to improve it if that's what you need to do. Right. Jay, just so, to add something there too. Yep. Someone told me years ago, ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. Right. <laughs> you might be going into an industry. It doesn't matter what it is. And you're trying to figure that game out. Yep. Take action. Cause I promise you, you'll learn the, you'll start to learn that particular product or that skill. And I'm a firm believer in that. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and we're talking about go back 10 years ago. We're smarter today than we were because we continue taking action and working on our skills and craft every single day. Yep. Totally. I got yep. one more question. So. As you were talking about, John, I love that. And one of the things I want to point out is if you didn't write this down, I want to say it again that John said, ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. Take action. I love that. Again, a nugget I've never heard. And I, I'm going to write that down. And I want everyone else to write that down because I love that because it's true, right? If, if you don't know it, but you're on fire to learn, you're going to learn stuff. But if you know it, you're not doing anything, then you're, you're no better off. So. Love that. And then finally, John, one of the, one of the, the final questions I wanted to ask, is there a part of your everyday routine that you have that is like an absolute non-negotiable, something that you got to do every single day to make sure that John is in the right mindset or in the right frame of mind to, to get success every day, whether it be personal or professional? Yeah. No, number one is a cup of coffee. If not to. <laughs> Just so you know. But, but really though, like, it's funny, like I never had a routine years ago. And Someone told me was, and I said, I think it was a meme that I saw some rapper put out there on whatever, social media. And they said a light hack was waking up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. I'm like, and I'm looking into it. Then I started finding out. So these guys that were successful, a lot of them, they actually controlled the time they slept and what they did. So now, for example, Mark Wahlberg, we all know him as an actor. Mm -hmm. Followed him on social media. This guy's always in the gym. 
So I'm like, you know what? If he's willing to do it, I can do it too. So right. I get up virtually every day, I'll say at least five days out of seven. And we're up at five and it's reading the Bible. Okay. There's definitely days I slip up, but this is what I try and make sure I put into that routine. It's then going to the gym where it doesn't matter who you are, just get your butt up and go there. But while I'm there, call it a life hack, I've got podcasts in my ears that I'm jamming to because music's one thing. But if I can start working on my personal growth in the morning, listening to positive stuff changes the game, changes my day. Yeah. So now when I go home and I'm helping out get the kids ready, I felt already pretty jacked up, fired up. So really, I'm very disciplined there as far as making sure I'm working out. But if I look as a life as a whole, I'm really working on being disciplined with planning dates with my kids, dates with my wife. Dates of just sending a text message to say, hey, I love you with a little meme in there. Yeah, for sure. Try to be intentional in all those areas. And that's really an everyday thing I do is I try and say, okay, what can I do to be intentional today? Yep. For example, I'm taking my kids out shopping tonight. And I've been promoting this like the Super Bowl. Guys <laughs> get home from school. We're getting off the bus. Homework's done. We're getting out. We're going out to dinner. We're going shopping. Because I want them to not forget it. So right. daily routine is, again, getting up, going to the gym, reading the Bible, personal growth books, podcast stuff. Like my goal every day is to listen to and read at least 30 plus minutes of well, something. Yeah, I love that. No. Like you said, it's intentionality. And that's what it is. And it's funny you say that. My, my wife and my two kids say the same thing. Like, why can't you wake up like and be quiet? I'm up. I'm joking. I'm having fun. Like, I'm just ready to go. And and I think uh, it's probably one of the reasons you and I get along so well. We have a similar personality. I think that's the thing is filled with joy, regardless of what the day is going to give you. Y- you want to set it up the right way. If you think about the world we live in, people don't realize, like, we're in a depressing world. Yeah. So if you could just be a light in that person's day, if you're going to a coffee shop, smile and say hi. Yeah. Sometimes people think, what's your hidden agenda? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. There's been times before I'm calling up a client of mine. Hey, how are you doing? And they're thinking I'm calling them trying to schedule a meeting or do whatever. But no, I'm just calling to see how you're doing. Yeah. But I'm doing that because this world is tough. We're so connected now with media material. Let it be the radio, social media that's coming at the news is telling us the world's ending. Shut it off. Yeah. But then positive light for people around you. So right. you got to have that mindset because this world is nuts. And if I can just be a little light in someone's life and share a light, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, man. Hey, it's kind of just in summary, man. And like, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons that, you know, that you're in the circle that I keep, the company that I keep, because I think that how you think and how you act, how you take action, how you care about others, how you want to be a light, all of those things, they bleed into every other area of your life. They bleed into your profession. But you're not doing it to get another client. You're not doing it to manage another million bucks. You're doing it because that's what's inside your heart. And, right. and it takes time to do that. And I just commend you for doing that. And I, I love how you are so intentional with your life. And that's one of the reasons why I want to introduce you to my listeners, right? Because yeah. not only were you sponsoring this podcast, but you're a really unique person that is having success in both business and in life. But the most important thing is that inside every day, in inside your heart, you've got joy. 
you're happy. You want to make a difference every single day. God gives us all gifts. You have a financially gifted mind to help people out, but you also have a gifted personality to be able to, to provide light to others. And that is what I just think is so unique about you. So I appreciate you joining. All the contact information for John, how to get a hold of him, how to follow him, all that type of stuff is going to be in the show notes of this podcast. But before we jump off this podcast, John, I always ask my, my guests this, any questions that you may have for me? What, what is one big goal you have for 2022? That is a great question. <laughs> one big goal that I have for 2022, and I was just actually talking to somebody else about this the other day, and I'm, the goal is to go away with my wife, just the two of us, for at least four days. We've had a, you say, oh, it sounds so easy with COVID and everything else that's been going on and having a teenage daughter and then another daughter and, and just the busyness of life and, and expectations and things that we have to do, we need to get away. We need to get away and just have some time for ourselves. So out of above any other financial goal, above any other success in business, I want to do that. I want to get away with my wife. I've got other things on my list, but that is the most important thing to me. So that is a goal that I actually want you to help me stick to. I love it, man. Not, hey, yeah. it's out there to the world now, buddy. It's out there to the world now. That's right. Hey, John, this has been so much fun. I really appreciate you joining and spreading your knowledge your love and your light with all the listeners. So like I said, all your contact information is going to be on the website for everyone to get in touch with you. But I just really appreciate you. I appreciate everything uh, that you do, both personally and professionally. I just thank you for being part of the company that I keep. Thank you, Jay. Merry Christmas to you guys too. Yeah. Merry Christmas. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Company We Keep podcast. That was a great conversation with John McDonald. So grateful for him joining and sponsoring this season of the Company We Keep podcast. If you want to find any more information out about John, as I've said, check out my website, jasonmperl.com. All his contact information is going to be in the show notes. As I've stated before, this is the final episode of season three of the Company We Keep podcast. Super thankful and grateful that you guys have joined us again for another season. As this episode drops on December 21st, this is actually the 31st episode of the Company We Keep podcast that we've launched in 2021. Episode one of season one dropped on February 1st. So we have been super busy throughout 2021 and could not be more proud of the content we put out and so thankful for all of you listening. Special shout out to the best in the business from a PR standpoint, Emily Benedict, who works behind the scenes of this podcast and works super hard to to make this content actually sound good for you guys and to put it out there, but just so thankful and grateful to her and all the work that she does behind the scenes to make the company we keep podcasts stand up and look good. So thank you so much, Emily. We value you so much. But until next year, what I want you guys to do is I want you to all have a safe, happy, and healthy Merry Christmas and New Year. There's going to be so many great things that we're going to be dropping in 2022. But most importantly, I want you all to just care and spend time with the people closest to you. We can talk into this microphone and talk about leadership skills and all that stuff, but nothing is more important to me than faith and family. And I just hope that you all dive deep throughout this holiday season with those that you love most and those that you're closest to. So my prayer for all of you is just a safe, happy, healthy, joyful Christmas and a prosperous new year in 2022. Can't wait to talk to you all again. But until then, I'm Jason Pearl. 
This is the company we keep podcast until 2022. I'm out. Peace.